You're listening to the Agony Column News Report, trashotroncom agony. Susan Stinson's novel, Spider in a Tree, examines the inner life of Jonathan Edwards, the 18th century Calvinist preacher most famous for his sermon, Sinners in the Hands of an Angry God. They say that the Reverend Mr. Jonathan Edwards wrote his sermons in a tree. He would climb the big elm in front of his house by boards nailed to the trunk and dangle his long, skinny legs off a limb. People peered up at him through leaves that sifted light, which, he had taught them, was akin to sifting God. Even in the tree, he was aloof and somber, but passers-by craned their necks to enjoy the spectacle of him in his Geneva collar and second-best wig, riding furiously against a smooth place, worn clean of bark. Stinson didn't have to look too far for inspiration. Unlike a lot of people where I live in New England, I, I didn't read his most famous sermon, Sinners in the Hands of an Angry God, in high school. So I knew really nothing about him when I first got interested in him. But I live in Northampton, Massachusetts, where he preached for 23 years. And I live across from the cemetery. I was riding there and walking there all the time. And started reading the gravestones and getting interested in the people and the story. So it was literally the landscape that that led me to Jonathan Edwards. She read the landscape to find Edwards. Edwards did so to find God. He read the landscape, and he was unusual in his time. For He has a notebook that wasn't published called Images of Divine Things, where he's taking notes on what it means that a snake swallows a, a squirrel. He, he called them types, what that communicates, what the parallels are in the scripture, and what it means about God's intentions. He looked at rivers that way. He looked at the landscape that way. And he looked at science that way. Some scholars think that he was a very early reader of Newton's optics. He didn't have this division that we often see now between religious life and, and science as it was understood at the time. He thought it was all communication from God, and so you would want to read it as carefully as you could. Stinson found her conflict within Jonathan Edwards himself. One of the things that really struck me when I first started to learn about who he was is that there was this story about him and his wife and his large family, but no one ever talked about the fact that there were slaves in the family. And that tension between someone who held himself and all the people around him to such incredibly strict, high moral standards and had a practice of testing himself at every moment to try to make sure that he was meeting those standards and to have an intimate, lifelong relationship with slavery at the same time seemed to me a a very compelling thing. Edward's ability to use logic helped him to recognize and reconcile the oppositions within himself. His gift for public speaking and rhetoric helped him to reconcile the contradictions inherent in his severe beliefs for his congregation. The rhetorical moves are unbelievable. It's just this combination of intellectual rigor. You know, I mean rigor, because they're tight arguments and strong emotion in religion. Because there were some people who said God gave us our intellect and that's the way we're supposed to experience religion. But he used everything he could to help make experience of grace available to people. He, of course, would not think of it as manipulation. It was like almost anything is justified if you can sanctify that moment, if you can bring people closer to God. 
Susan Stinson's Spider in a Tree is a powerful portrait of a man who read the landscape and found God everywhere, but failed to look closely at himself in the mirror. She evokes sympathy and empathy for a man who had little of either for those around him. With time to read, I'm Rick Cleffel. Find out more at agonycolumn.com. You're listening to the Agony Column News Report, trashotron.com slash agony.